Welcome to Bible Believers Fellowship and the ministry of BBFOhio.com and our expository study of the book of Joel. If you have any questions, comments, or prayer requests, send those by email to bbfohio at protonmail.com or mail your letter along with any check or money order contributions to support this ministry to Bible Believers Fellowship, P.O. Box 662, Worthington, Ohio, 43085. Donations can also be made at bbfohio.com using the PayPal donation button. We now begin this expository study of the book of Joel. This is part one of two. You can see the, what's going on, but uh, it's our current events update. And it went real quiet on me. That's weird. Let's try it again. It's a little better. So today is Veterans Day. And uh, today is supposed to be a day for honoring our servicemen, but a lot of that stuff was canceled and virtual, I guess they call it. Who, somebody was talking about the virtual turkey on Thanksgiving. <laughs> so it's a shame that uh, a lot of our veterans from World War II were down to very few that can even attend these things, and they weren't able to do so. But uh, this is a little tribute to our veterans. has long held a historical significance to the United States. Today we celebrate as a federal and state holiday called Veterans Day, but it was first incorporated under a different name. At the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, an armistice was signed to end fighting between the Allied nations and Germany. A year later, President Woodrow Wilson declared November 11th as Armistice Day to honor all veterans who served in World War I. People believed this was the war to end all wars, and countries all around the world celebrated lasting peace. In 1954, after both World War II and the Korean War, President Dwight D. Eisenhower signed a bill proclaiming November 11th as Veterans Day to honor veterans of all wars. Each year, on November 11th, a national ceremony takes place at the Memorial Amphitheater in Arlington National Cemetery. At 11 a.m., a color guard, representative of all branches of the military, executes present arms at the Tomb of the Unknowns. The ceremony continues with the laying of the presidential wreath and the playing of taps. Several veteran service organizations participate in the parade of flags. Veterans Day stands as a day of celebration and remembrance. It is a day for Americans to honor both living and fallen service members for their patriotism and courage in times of war as well as peace. From Washington, I'm Petty Officer Liz Blahos. And that is what we're told to do in Scripture, Romans 13, 7, after saying that God Himself has established the powers that be and we're to uh, submit to government authority as long as they don't tell us to go against God. And uh, I believe also if, if they tell you to do something to harm yourself, like wearing a stupid mask, but when they, the government has legitimate laws and uh, they are uh, to be honored and respected, and then it says in Romans 13, 7, Render therefore to all their dues, tribute to whom tribute is due, 
custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. And we honor living men and women who have served our nation. Um, She said we honor the deceased, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's actually the purpose of Memorial Day. But uh, we... If you know anybody who's a veteran who served their country, our country, at least thank them. And if there's, you can buy them a cup of coffee or a meal or whatever else you can do. You risked your life so we could experience freedom. You left your family so we could be with ours. You sacrificed it all for the greater good. You have stood up so that we can have freedom and liberty. You are the heroes of our nation. You have served our country honorably, and we thank you for your sacrifice. Leviticus 1932, the Jews were told, Thou shalt rise up before the hoary head. That's uh, people with gray hair. And uh, honor the face of the old man. And that he added that in case some of us were just bald. But uh, and it says, And fear thy God, I am the Lord. And as you see the fear of God in this country dissipate, you also see the lack of honor for those who deserve honor. Mm-hmm. So let the, let the body of Christ, if no one else, let the body of Christ do as God has told us and honor those who deserve the honor. And we're especially thankful for those veterans who love country and Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Amen. Uh, we appreciate the sacrifice and service of all veterans, but we especially are thankful for those that are brothers and sisters in Christ. Amen. We will spend eternity with them. Amen. And uh, Proverbs 16.31 says, The hoary head is a crown of glory, if it be found in the way of righteousness. Mm-hmm. Amen. All right. All God's people say amen to that? Amen. All right. You can turn the lights back on if you will. And we'll open with a word of prayer. Yeah. <clears throat> Ask Brother Doug if you would open our study. Amen. Spiritual and everything, but uh, we all have a uh, have a oneness and everything. I just pray, pray for the vets too, that you know, sacrifice and all. Uh, we just uh, thank the Lord for for it all. Pray, pray, pray that Greg uh, uh, pulled out some nuggets out of Joel there and, and uh, gives it to us. He studied, he studied for a while, and he uh, sacrificed his uh, time time to share with us tonight. And yeah, we thank you for that. And uh, we just uh, praise God with that theme of Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you, Doug. All right, Joel 1, and you'll notice I've left the electronic Bible at home, so I'm back to the old fashioned hard copy. But uh, we worked our way through the first 10 verses and saw Joel's warning in our last study. And uh, as with Hosea, we're going to be talking about things that affect or apply to the United States of America today. 
Um, originally, this was a message, though, to, I believe, uh, specifically to the tribe of, or the uh, kingdom of Judah, the southern kingdom. Um, but when not stating something directly to Israel, you will see that these statements apply to people and nations across the board. So we always pay attention to context, of course, but there is a general application many times to these things. I just want to read verses 11 through 15, and we're only going to touch on verse 15 in our study, and then our next study we're going to dedicate it to a look at the day of the Lord. But in this study, let's go from 11 through 15, and I ask you to read the odd verses with me, so that means you start right off with verse 11. Be ye ashamed, O ye husbandmen, how, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and for the barley, because the harvest of the field is perished, the vine is dried up, and the fig tree languisheth, the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered, because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Gird yourselves and lament, ye priests, how ye ministers of the altar. Come, lie all night in sackcloth, ye ministers of my God. For the meat offering and the drink offering is withholden from the house of your God. Sanctify ye a fast, call a solemn assembly. Gather the elders and all the inhabitants of the land into the house of the Lord your God and cry unto the Lord. Alas for the day, for the day of the Lord is at hand, and as a destruction from the Almighty shall it come. God's people say amen. Amen. All right. What we see and have seen already in uh, our previous study in Joel and our, our entire study of Hosea and many, many other times throughout Scripture, prosperity will lead to apostasy, which has led to a failed economy in Israel and looks like it's going to hit the United States of America the same way. The most prosperous nation in in, uh, human history, the United States of America, is in apostasy. Very few, probably less than 10% of the churches in this country preach the biblical gospel. And what we're seeing with COVID and the um, the effects on our economy, folks, you ain't seen nothing yet. Yeah, amen. Especially if they continue with this insane lockdown. Yeah. And uh, amen. People, people get real emotional about this stuff. Well, you don't care about those people dying. Uh, I do care about those people dying. But... Those people dying are only uh, from COVID are only about 10% of what your government is telling you. Yep. And there are going to be more people die as a result of this depression they're bringing on right. than yep. has died from COVID. Yep. Right. And many, many people, including medical doctors, are telling people this about COVID. And economists are telling people this about COVID. But your news media has a, a lock uh, statement. They have their marching orders and they have their spin. Uh-huh. And until whoever pays them tells them to say otherwise, they're dedicated to kill this economy. Right. 
and I believe here's uh, a little opinion from me. I mean, you've, uh, most of what I just said I can back up with fact. This is my opinion because I can't really prove this other than by looking at what's going on and making you know a reasonable deduction from the evidence. I believe it's on purpose. They want they want socialism. And the way to bring socialism is, first of all, for 50 years, dumb down everybody in our education system and in our entertainment and everything so people don't even know what's going on. And then wreck the economy, and the very people wrecking the economy rescue to save you. That's exactly what's happened in other socialist countries. And as Christians, we just pray that God gets us out of here. Yes, <laughs> but there's no guarantee, you know. That's why we got to be, you know, ready. We got to be prepared to, for tough times and difficult times. Yeah, Johnny. And I just I made some comparisons to this recently. You know, it, it's it's kind of reminiscent of, you know, like a person, you know, committing adultery. And thinking that the person, you know, the person who's leaving their spouse to come to you isn't going to turn around and go yeah. against you too. Yeah. I mean, they just prove that they're unfaithful. Yeah. But you say, oh, put your faith in someone who's already proven they're unfaithful. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, John. Yeah. We just found out that Ticketmaster, um, in order to go to one of their events. You have to have a vaccine, mm-hmm. or you have to go a couple of days before and get a test, or yeah. you can't go. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, if they can put up a sign that says you cannot enter without a mask, they can also put a sign up that says you cannot enter unless you have your papers and show you have a vaccine. That's right. Exactly. Yep. That's, what going That's where we're going. And you can thank as many Rhino Republicans as you can Democrats. These rhino Republicans like DeWine are just as bad as the Democrats. Yeah. Those people making those rules are ready to start losing money on it. Yeah, Janie? Um, I talked to a couple of friends today when I went over to Menards to get some treats for my cats. And um, Julia told me that um, they're thinking about shutting down, they're, you know, that they're getting ready to shut down again. And she said they might shut Menards down possibly for a few weeks. Yeah. And uh, and she um, also informed me that uh, they're pushing the mandatory mask, and this time they mean it. <laughs> and they she also told me that they are going to start doing um, testing, you know, using the uh, mm-hmm. head thermometer thing. Mm-hmm. Which aren't accurate, by the way. Yeah, checking people mm-hmm. at the door, and they uh, also are going to start drug testing. And that's why you're facing. That's why be wise. If you got a little extra money, go out and buy some extra food and supplies. Watch, there'll be another run on toilet paper for no oh, reason. Already is. Oh, is there? Yeah. Already limiting how many yeah, limiting. products you buy. Yeah. Just to keep this between us, but you can wipe with Kleenex too. <gasps> what? You can but wipe. Yeah, that's what evidently people think because we were at, uh, what was it called, uh, Costco? Totally depleted of toilet paper. Several pallets, pallets of tissues, face <laughs> tissues. <laughs> like, why, why are you, you has to be on a roll? I mean, you know, you, is there a law you can't use Kleenex in the 
for that purpose, if we keep it nice? Anyway, let's get into what... It's related, though, I mean, because it is what prosperity, apostasy, failed economy. That's what you see there in verse 11. Read there, again, it says, Be ye shamed, O ye husbandmen. What's a husbandman? It's not talking about husbands like I am to Jenny. What's a husbandman? Farmer. Yeah. And it could be a gardener. That there's also how, O ye vine dressers, for the wheat and the and for the barley. See, it's an inbuilt dictionary in the King James Bible. What is a husbandman? Well, it tells you he's growing wheat and barley. Because the harvest of the field is perished. And, uh, of course, what also happened, as we saw last study, was locusts. Well, there ain't a whole lot of difference between what a locust will do to your place compared to an F2 hurricane. And America has been decimated by hurricanes this year. And, uh, and fires. And fires, yes. Uh, and you remember, they brought this on themselves. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to go out. I can't prove this. God hasn't spoken through a prophet. He hasn't come to me and told me this. I'm basing, though, my belief on what I see in Scripture that uh, as America does unto Israel, we have two copies of the book over there, documents time after time after the United States of America violates Joel chapter 3, verses 1 and 2, and God says the whole reason He's going to come in Revelation 19 and wipe out everything is the, the main point with God is that they have forced Israel to part their land which then not only puts Israel in a bad way as far as their security, but it also it puts Israel in a bad way with their own people. And it's caused a lot of problems with their own people. And they, uh, there's uh, sex slavery is suggested right there in that where they sell a, a girl for a bottle of wine. And all that stuff goes hand in hand. But this point cannot be overemphasized, that they brought it on themselves. God allows free will. Now, if you have a nation of 350 million people, 325, I keep hearing different figures, but uh, let's say 325, be conservative about it. You have a nation of 325 million people, and only a minuscule number of those are really living lives that please the Lord. And you're killing, you're murdering babies daily. And if you don't think that abortion is murder, and I'll, I'll say this, if you've ever seen an abortion where, and I don't mean, obviously, if you've seen one actually happen or if you've seen a video of one, but even if you just watch the ultrasound and you watch that baby squirming and fighting for its life, and you tell me that that's not murder, come up to me afterwards, call me on the phone, wherever you're at, so that I can tell you that I believe you are a bald-faced liar. Amen. It is murder, and any honest person will tell you that. And a lot of these people who are pro-abortion do admit it. They believe, they admit it's killing a baby, but they think it's their lie, they're right. And then as I put out a video a couple of days ago, I put out these little five-minute videos for those online. And just 
I just thought of this. It was funny. So I call him Our Daily Greg. <laughs> Some of you have had the Our Daily Bread things. You know where I got that from. But I explained there. They say, my body, my choice. How stupid is that? A baby in your body is not your body. And that baby is a human being. Killing it is not a choice. It's not a legitimate choice. Then go study Roe v. Wade, how they totally fictitiously made law out of the 14th Amendment. You know how stupid it was? Two of the other Supreme Court reprobates who supported abortion, they argued, no, it's not actually in the 14th Amendment, it's in the 12th Amendment. And they argued about where to find and create this right to murder. Well, when when your nation, when the majority of your nation agrees with that to kill babies, and the majority of your nation goes along with Sodom, which God wipes out in the book of Genesis, which he condemns in the book of Romans, New Testament. It's not Old Testament. It's throughout the Bible. Well, when your nation is going so far down the road of wickedness that a lot of people don't even get it. They don't even know how wicked they are. They're so reprobate. Well, that's what's going to happen. And the wicked eventually fall into their own pit. Amen. Uh, look at Proverbs chapter 11. And in this country, we've had people voting for wicked people. We've had people voting for people who are pro-abortion, people who are pro-socialist, people who are gun confiscators, people who are godless, they support Sodom, on and on it goes. And that's the pit that America is going to fall into. Proverbs 11 verse 5, if you're there, read it with me. The righteousness of the perfect shall direct his way, but the wicked shall fall by his own wickedness. If you're living in sin here tonight, your days are numbered. You're digging a pit and you're going to go head first into it at some point. And I say that because I've experienced it. That is one of the things that helped bring me to my knees and faith to the gospel was the reality that, you know what? Not only in my own life, I look around, I was already seeing it. Seeing it in older people, but seeing it in people my own age. People I knew who chose to live a wicked lifestyle and why they end up with nothing but a mess. Some of them dead, some of them in prison, uh, sexually transmitted diseases, uh, children paying child support at the age of 20, and unmarried, and so forth. And it's not only true for individuals, it's true for nations. And so you look at Psalm 9, just a few pages over, and uh, Psalm 9 17. If you dare read that. The wicked shall be turned into hell and all the nations that forget God. That covers it right there. It's talking about individuals and nations. Individuals shall be turned into hell. The wicked. And then when a nation is full of the wicked, that nation that forgets God. Same thing. And that's where we are with Israel, with Judah, the kingdom of Judah here back in Joel. And verse 12 says, The vine is dried up and the fig tree languisheth, 
the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. That's an interesting thing there. It's, it's, not, it's not something we give a lot of thought to. But you do realize, as Hebrews says, there is pleasure in sin for a season. As apostasy begins, there is joy in a fleshly human sense, but it eventually dies. I mean, you look at these people, uh, every June we have parades in all the major cities where people are just, they look at, I mean, they're smiling, they're happy, they're jubilant, they run around almost naked, in some cases completely naked, declaring their pride in sin. And some of them do it for years. I've been at the bedside of someone rotting from the inside out with AIDS. I've seen a man whose sodomite lover, whatever you want to call him, has bashed his head in. I've also had a co-worker who died when his head was bashed in. And I've seen these things. I can tell you story after story over 30 years where I've seen this. You say, well, that happens with heterosexuals too. Nowhere near at the rate that it happens in the world of the so-called LGBTQ. When the transgenders cry about how they are so abused and, and, and are so much... They, they face so much uh, abuse and, and, and domestic violence. What they don't tell you is most of it comes from other trans. But they all started out, I've seen it. I've seen women leave their husbands and look as happy as you could ever see on their face. And it's just like, they'll even tell you, I just feel free. And men who have run off and dumped their wife for a younger model, I feel alive. Actually, I don't know, I'm just telling you what I've, I've seen experienced. Joy. I've seen people who, when they first start using drugs, they're like, this is amazing. See them two or three years later, they've lost their teeth, they've lost their hair, they look like they're, you know, they're my age and they look three times my age. Yeah. Death warmed over, yeah. And that's the end game. But when you see it just beginning, it, and that's hard for even in the psalmist, he'll talk about how the wicked, they look like they're just happy. And they look like they're prospering. 30 years, 40 years later sometimes, but eventually that's where it ends up. Look at these Hollywood weirdos, okay? They all, especially with all the help of the makeup and photoshopping and everything, but they all look like gods and goddesses, and that's why they call them stars. There's a reason. And they worship them just like the gods, small g. But every one of them... They end terrible. And they end miserable. How many of them are hanging themselves and blowing their heads off now? Even the young ones. 
Just this last year, men and women, young men and women, actors and actresses in their early 20s, hanging themselves and blowing their heads off. And listen, this culture, this whole culture, right now with this COVID thing, this lockdown, that's another way the government's going to get people killed. They are going to flip out and be, they're already, the, the suicide rates are already skyrocketing this year. But it all comes back to, they get away from God and they think, this is, this is wonderful. You can go online, you can see the uh, homosexuals, you can see the uh, ex-Christians, the people who claim to have uh, blasphemed the Holy Spirit. How many of you remember those videos on YouTube? I know you have to remember because we talked about it. These kids who were going and blaspheming the Holy Spirit, at least that's what they were trying to do. And so just giddy about it. and the, You know, it's just joy. It doesn't end well. Go back over to Proverbs 2 real quick. Proverbs 2, beginning in verse 10. I'll read while some of you turn there. When wisdom entereth into thine heart, and knowledge is pleasant unto thy soul, discretion shall preserve thee, understanding shall keep thee. Keep thee from what? Read verse 12 with me. To deliver thee from the way of the evil man...